0: Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your
1: Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives, and we are doing another mini episode. Mini, just coming, like every week. Coming at you in case you were like, whoa, whoa, wait. It happens every week. It's fine. Every Same day, Friday. Every Friday. On the de- Never mind, I'm done. So we are actually recording this episode a little bit earlier than we typically do. Today's Tuesday, April 30th. And typically we record Thursday and put it up on Friday, so our news is really fresh. But this week is a little weird for both of us, so we are recording early, so we apologize if our news is not completely up to date or if we missed anything. It's because of the time that works best for us.
2: Yep. So, okay, so we I have, have
1: something really fucking horrible. We have
2: the same first thing. So okay, it's, great. It's great.
1: I mean, it's not great. It's, it's not it's, great. It's
2: really, like,
1: awful. Yes. And um, I want to thank a listener for really bringing it to my attention, because I feel like this one has flown under the
2: radar a little bit. It was all over my Facebook.
1: I don't go on Facebook. Oh, well then, yeah, that would be why. Yeah, I only go on Facebook just to get the notifications number off of the thing. Well, and you know,
2: sadly... And this is a really fucked up thing to say, but I think it's the truth because we are so inundated with violence, especially violence lately uh, that's been happening in places of worship. Yeah. That By the
1: way, we're talking about the Poway Synagogue shooting. We right. say that. <laughs>
2: right. But I, I think the reason why you may not have seen so much about it on social media, and this is sad and terrible and awful, um, but it's because the casualty, casualty count wasn't as high. Yeah.
1: Like It's very sad. But there were so many interesting facets about it that are showing such a trend that i did a lot of notes on but first i think that we should start kind of by telling our listeners what went on in case they weren't aware of what happened so on saturday last saturday a gunman opened fire in a synagogue in poway california which is near san diego killing one and wounding three others and um like you said this was a relatively this was a very low number when it comes to Mass shootings, but a six year old woman named Lori Gilbert Kay was killed, and a rabbi Yisrael Goldstein was shot in both of his hands, and two others were left with shrapnel wounds. Um, And this
2: happened on the final day of Passover. Yeah. It was a Passover service. Because typically they said
1: there wouldn't have been that many people in the synagogue, but because it was a holiday, it was like a specially filled. So he
2: chose maximum. You know, damage.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the event also occurred a week after leaders hosted an interfaith event aimed to build strength across cities, uh, religious communities. So it like they were just kind of trying to get together and um, support each other. I read somewhere that the rabbi was talking about how um, places of worship are becoming almost like schools, where they're doing drills and having to talk to their parishioners. Or I'm Catholic, so I'm sorry if that's not what you call them about. like the dangers and what to do in a certain situation and how the place of worship is becoming a place to live in fear in a way, which I think is really sad.
2: Right. Well, I mean, think about it. It's the end of April, the beginning of May, whenever people are hearing this episode and we've had shootings happen in, um, or not shootings, but there were bombings at churches in the South, historically black churches. There was the bomb at the Christ church, Um, the Christchurch Mosque, there was the bombings in Sri Lanka, Lanka, and now we have these shootings. And those are just the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. There's definitely more that are underreported on. Yeah, it's
1: it's very interesting to see um, how they're investigating these and the patterns that they're finding. Um, A little bit about the alleged shooter, which is the shooter we know, Um, The police say a 19-year-old man armed with an AR-15-style gun stormed into the Shabbat Poway Synagogue a little before noon yelling anti-Semitic slurs. The synagogue was fuller than usual since it was a holiday, as we said. The gunman left the building apparently when his weapon malfunctioned and surrendered to the police shortly after. Right, his gun
2: jammed. Yeah. Which is a miracle because, again, I mean, a miracle I mean, it was still so fucking use, awful. To but use like religious uh, terminology, but like it could have been, it so could have been worse. so much it worse. Been so much worse. It's an AR-15, which is the gun of choice for yeah. mass shooters. But they are the gun of choice for mass shooters because they cause so much damage. Yeah. Um, so it really is kind of remarkable that this gun jammed just at that time. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know? Exactly. So the parents of the shooter said in a statement that they are shocked and saddened by the attack, saying, Our sadness pales in comparison to the grief and anguish our son has caused for so many innocent people. To our greatest shame, he is now part of the history of evil that has been per- perpetrated on Jewish people for centuries.
2: Yeah, and my, my heart does go out to the family because that's a really difficult thing to have to yeah, kind of like and they, grapple with and deal with. And they're taking not responsibility because it's not theirs to take no. but they are accepting the situation um and they're the fact not that
1: their son was involved and i
2: think very often um More often than not, parents try to diminish it or they – I get it. They're trying to rationalize it because it's not the person that they knew. Yeah. um, And they don't understand it. And so they try and, like, rationalize it away. Yeah. I mean, they do say they were
1: like, you know, we we did our best to raise them in a house that rejected hate and taught love. And I think that a lot of times that's 100% true. When I think about the Columbine shooters, um, one of the boys' moms – has done like a TED talk and it's like I've very seen local. her TED talk, yeah. And, and she, you know, she talks about that. She was like, I didn't understand because I thought that I was doing the right thing by being a pa- like right parenting and things like that. And sometimes
2: it's just out of your control. Well, yeah. And the parents, I mean, of the Columbine shooter, especially shooters, got so much. Yeah. Heat. Like, oh, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah. And I can't imagine. Listen, I'm not trying to make this about the shooter, or the shooter's family at all, but. It does make me think because I'm just like I can't imagine what it must be like to have to come to terms with the fact that this is your kid and this is what they did, yeah, and also be facing the kind of like
1: backlash, backlash. But I I respect them for saying what we must be fe- what we must be feeling pales comparison right, absolutely. to what you're feeling. Um, apparently they're not paying for his legal defense. He's having a uh, he's represented by a public defender. They're like, no, we're not going to have any. Part in this. And Lori Kay's daughter, Hannah, says, I know my mother has already forgiven this man who shot her. Ugh. Which they always do that to you because they're always such good people. And you're just like, why did it have to happen to them? Oh, it's just heartbreaking. Well, I did some digging. And I remember when 4chan was a big thing.
2: First, 4chan's still a thing, but well, yeah. yeah.
1: But like when it was talked about a lot, now they're talking about 8chan.
2: Yeah. There are, like, fucking <sighs> racist, incel-infested websites. Yeah.
1: It's it's a bunch of bullshit. So, the shooter, much like the, sh- the attack on Christchurch, the shooter posted notice, motive, and evidence on the anonymous message board 8chan. The Christchurch murder linked a live stream to his attack on Facebook, and 8chan's politically incorrect It's called message board. The...
2: And he's pled not guilty, which I'm just like, how? Bro, come on now. There's so much evidence, and you made sure there was so much evidence. Yeah. This shooter left his
1: designs on 8chan in, a, in an anti-Semitic sc- screed. I don't know what that word is. I'm going to say that over again. Creed, probably? I don't know. It said screed. So... This shooter left, like, designs and left a lot of anti-Semitic uh, content on his 8chan page and cites the Christchurch and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh synagogue shootings as his motives. Uh, the use of 8chan is to incite the media to post and repeat the messages of these terrorists. And that's something that I think we've discussed where we talk about not naming the shooters on this show, right. things like that. But the messages that they put out, and by using the internet, there was a whole thing connected to PewDiePie, which I'm not really— uh, sure about there was like memes and, and he had to come out and say please stop spreading these Puty- memes PewDiePie needs to
2: go away yeah, I, don't I don't understand why i never understood him I don't understand why he's still popular yeah. people still fucking defend him and I'm just like he can just go away though yeah like, it doesn't matter it, it's fine he's made plenty of fucking money on YouTube uh-huh. he can go into obscurity and live with his money and not influence anybody else yeah. because he has done so much fucking harm I mean, to young people on the at internet at least I'm
1: glad he came forward and was like this needs to stop yeah
2: but after how much battle. Backlash, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just it's like, true. don't do the shit in the first place. Yeah, Because he's done a bunch of anti-Semitic shit on his totally, YouTube. And I'm like... Totally. And racist shit. And I'm like, maybe don't do it in the first place. We don't need to hear your apology because the yeah. damage is done already. Yeah,
1: 100%. I realize I've been saying that a lot.
2: 100%. 100%. 100%. I come up with new
1: catchphrases somehow, every once in a while. But yeah, there was also something with um, another shooting where there was like a sky writing. Like, the media is latching on to the internet messages and it's being displayed everywhere and it's almost like this mass knowledge to all these people who may be susceptible to a lot of these things and it's it's making these groups grow larger and larger and seeing that there's a place for them to go and be hateful like it really is this scary place because it's impossible to go through every single remark that's made on these websites and weed through What's good? What's a joke? What's meant to be harmless? What what do we need to pay attention to? Because
2: there's no way you can ever keep up. You know what I mean? Right. Um and sites also though, they need to be responsible. They need to yes. there needs to be more action on these sites. Like it took Twitter so fucking long and Facebook. Well, but um, Alex Jones in particular, he had gotten banned across almost every single social media platform, and Mm -hmm. Twitter was still keeping him for a long time. He finally got banned on Twitter, and Alex Jones, if you want to go to the root of this resurgence, and I say resurgence... Who's Alex Jones? Infowars? Oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I say resurgence not as if it has ever stopped. Like... Anti-Semitism has been around forever. Yep. Uh, It's not anything new, but I feel like it kind of spiked again the the awareness of the public's the public's awareness of the
1: anti-semitism tends to well not even just
2: the public awareness i feel like the right really started to glom on to this idea um of anti-semitism strongly whenever alex jones started spewing a bunch of hate shit on his show and linking a bunch of conspiracies back to um back to Jewish people, yeah. which – I mean, it's all bullshit, but, like, people yeah. hear this stuff and they absorb it, and then it gives them motive to say that they are justified in doing X, Y, Z to whoever.
1: And that's the same thing that these messages that are being displayed from the shooters are doing – and so it's like they leave They leave that evidence because it's like it may be throwing them under the bus, but they know that they're leaving, and I hate to use this term, they're leaving a legacy. Right, they, they're, they're leaving spreading something behind. their gospel. Exactly. And a lot of people, of course, bring it back to Trump and say that a lot of this has to do with Trump. And I, I totally believe that a lot of that is true. But I think that um, the more people see other people behaving a certain way and acting out a certain way, if they are susceptible to this— that it is giving them more and more of a community to support their
2: horrible ways of thinking. Right. Well, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. These online communities, uh, to be honest, I think that these anon- anonymous message boards, I haven't heard of a single good thing in a very, very long time. To I've come never heard of a good thing. Out of 4chan or 8chan. Well, I mean, these... I remember using, like, Spring. There was nothing positive that came out of that. It was people, like, spewing hate at me. Right, and well, I mean, I don't know. I think that there's always going to be... I, I believe, in general, these communities are probably set up for positive reasons. It's kind of like... Right, but um, anonymity on the
1: internet is a scary, scary thing.
2: Right. Um. So, in general, I think that these websites need to be shut down, unfortunately. Yeah. I remember that's the thing that happened with the Post Secret app. There was a PostSecret app, yep. and it ended up having to get shut down because... It's too easy to do things whenever it's anonymous. And unfortunately, there was a lot of good shit coming out of, like, the Post Secret app, but yeah. the bad shit outweighed it. And I really do feel like these websites need to be shut down for that reason. Yeah. And um, these platforms, YouTube included with PewDiePie, these platforms, social media platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, they need to start banning users mm-hmm. for hate speech immediately I, yeah. I don't understand they seem to go without consequences for so fucking long and yeah it just, and you
1: can only report someone so much like it does take a lot for someone to actually be shut down like we've reported a lot of people but it's it's almost like we never hear about what comes of it
2: right you know well, what i mean generally not a lot i mean yeah fucking facebook had to go to <laughs> they've had to defend their actions about knowing that misinformation is being spread on their website yeah uh and not doing anything about it, you know. So it, it, there just needs to be more regulation. And I I hesitate to say that because it's, of course it's, it's a hard. slippery slope, and you don't want to start over regulating things. Speech
1: thing, but
2: <laughs> if it's hate speech or it's s- intentionally spreading propaganda, yeah, um, that can be harmful to people. Right. It, I mean, it needs to go away.
1: I totally agree, but what they're saying is that it is close to impossible to monitor each and every person. Well, on that's the why I think that these
2: anonymous websites need to be shut down. Just yeah, period. And yeah. and 4chan, even if you don't shut it down, they might be anonymous to us, but they're not anonymous on your servers. Yeah, and you can shut you can shut them down exactly. So I don't understand yeah, why you, you're
1: then, then you're responsible and you need to do it. Right you're thing.
2: responsible for your users. Yeah, and like you can shut it down and you should be doing that.
1: Yep, listen to Keegan, you guys. I do I'm fucking sick of this shit. Listen to Keegan. I'm
2: fucking sick of it. She it has, has good things to say. Literally last week we were talking about the fact that we're all going to fucking blow each other up. It's yep. like we have had we have had acts of violence in three different religious buildings in the last month and a half. Yeah. I mean, and I understand that that happens every day, and but but to our consciousness. Yeah. Um, and it's scary, and it's sad. It's very scary. Um,
1: do you have anything more positive? I have one thing, but I, like, had to look. And it's not even positive. It's just whatever.
2: Mine's not positive, but it is lighter than this. Okay, you go. Well, you kind go. of. Kind then of. You, then you go. Okay.
1: Drink that champagne, girl.
2: I'll talk you off. I Jesus, you. thank you. Um... Some ASMR, right? There have been a couple of outbreaks recently. Of herpes? Yes. Really?! Oh wait, Coachella! Yes. <laughs> I totally meant that as a joke. And I, mean, I was like, Wait. I was gonna start off with measles, but we can start off with herpes. That's great. <laughs> Always
1: start with herpes, Keegan. So I don't know what
2: that's there was an outbreak of herpes at Coachella this year. Mm-hmm. And it's not funny. Herpes is very serious. Yes. A lot of people suffer from it. It's not very serious, but it's devastating to people who have it. Well, yeah, because um, it's
1: permanent. That was something I was so scared of when I was younger and like dating.
2: Well, and it manifests far more frequently in women than men. So yeah. somebody could give it to you and you might not even know. Yeah. Uh, or they might not even know, rather. Um, it's like HPV. But yeah. But there was a herpes outbreak at Coachella this year. This is kind of funny, though. There is an app called Herp Alert where you can essentially send photos of an outbreak break or something on your body where you're like, what is this? Is this herpes? And someone will review it and um, let you know if it's herpes or not. And you can set up a prescription that way. Okay. So you don't have to go into a clinic. It's actually helpful. It is
1: very helpful. I thought you were going to say like... A person can go on and be like, I slept with this person, don't sleep with them because now I have herpes. Oh
2: yeah, I mean I kind of thought it was a way of reporting herpes in your area. yeah, being like yeah. this, you know, person has it or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of that's what it sounds like, herp alert, but it's not, it's like it's you more go like do I have it? And find out if you are diagnosed with it or not.
1: Okay. So that's pretty smart. Yeah, I it's, it's,
2: it. it's all right. So they saw a massive influx <laughs> at Coachella over in that area in the Coachella Valley in that area. Um, where Coachella happens, over the two weekends that Coachella happened, they saw a massive spike. So the app usually doles out 12 diagnoses per day. During the Coachella weekend, it doled out 250 (gasps) per day. Oh my goodness. It went from 12 to 250 because it's really just like... Everybody's kind of, like, it's fucking each other at Coachella. Free love, yeah. you guys. Which, guys, listen, as much as I respect anybody's right to be as sexually promiscuous as you want to, yes. you have to do it safely because free love isn't free. It, it's, it ain't it's, free. No. It costs you, man. It costs, it costs you your health. You can't just go and fuck whoever without a condom. Yeah. You know, it Even just... Even if they say they're clean, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know them. You don't know them. This is me. This is Mama Keegan telling you. Thanks, Mom. Yes. You gotta guys what did I already say? Listen to Keegan. Bare minimum, wrap it up. Wrap it up, guys. You can get condoms for free at Planned Parenthood. I was
1: about to make a joke about double wrapping it, and I was like, don't no, do someone's going to take that seriously. Don't double wrap. It That's doesn't work. Because
2: you see, the friction causes the condom to break. So you don't want to do that. Um, and I'm also not trying to shame or blame no, people. because I, not at I, all. I understand it's very common...
1: Well, also, if you're very intoxicated, there's times where
2: one thing leads to another
1: you're not really thinking clearly right. and, it, and it happens like and there's no, one no blame whatsoever here. and no
2: one thinks it's going to happen to and them it's, and
1: it's horrible Right. Like, I, to go to a music festival and expect to have a bunch of fun and then come back with something that you're going to have to deal with off and on your entire life Right. Like, that is it's and it's you're going to have
2: to disclose to all of your future partners yes, and like all the of that embarrassment is and the super shame difficult Beating yourself up about it like don't right. do that right right yeah so you i mean, mean i'm not at all trying to um come across as shaming anybody. So just try to be conscious of these things. Practice safe sex as Mm -hmm. often as possible. Uh make sure you wrap it up. Guys and girls Yeah. I don't care if it feels better.
1: Yeah. Especially if it's with a stranger. You know, it's like I if you're with someone for a really long time, you've both been tested. You're in a committed relationship. That's different. Then it's different. You it guys is. can have a discussion about what other forms of birth control you want to use. But, like, condoms are so important. If you are sexually active in a way where you're just kind of, like, dating around and you may be seeing someone that you're never going to see again or things like that, it's so important. Yeah, you it's just... not It's
2: not worth risking your health. It's really not. No. Like, as fun as it might be. Or, like,
1: risking a pregnancy even. Like, I'm sure there's right. a lot of Coachella babies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another thing where it's – and I'm, again – I'm sure a, a lot of these are situations where you're intoxicated, you're not paying attention, and these right. things happen. Things happen.
2: Things happen. And we are so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um. Hold on, I've got one oh, more. Oh, I'm sorry. Measles. Measles. Measles outbreak. An outbreak update corner. So uh, there have been tons of measles reports. On the East Coast and in the Pacific Northwest. There's been a lot kind of in, speaking again of like, it, it's, anti-vaxxers, it's a very weird thing. It's It touches people on the far right and the far left. So on the far right, there's a lot of Orthodox communities in um, New York who won't vaccinate their kids. Mm-hmm. And on the far left, there's a lot of like progressive hippie communities in the Pacific Northwest who don't want to vaccinate their kids. And so there have been measles outbreaks in both of these places. But largely where we are kind of on the West Coast has been pretty, mm, not untouched, but not as badly as some of these other places, not like Portland or New York. Um, But there was someone with measles who came in at LAX, which is the worst place to be an airport, especially a large international one when you have a contagious Uh, illness like that and then went to school at ucla and went to class and went to the library and over 100 kids at ucla had to be quarantined students oh my god yeah 100 students had to be quarantined at ucla um and wow basically they were quarantined until like a doctor could get in there and verify that they were vaccinated and yeah if, if you were vaccinated you were allowed to leave
1: yeah
2: uh but, but yeah, so that's just, just wanted to touch on that. Wow. Fucking vaccinate, guys. Yeah. Vaccinate your yeah. kids. Just do it. It's a good I idea. feel like I'm lecturing at people a lot this episode, but I mean, wrap it up. Vaccinate. vaccinate. your kids.
1: Stop the mass shootings, you guys. Anonymous message boards. Not okay. Yeah.
2: Fucking stay off of 4chan.
1: And 8chan. This know- has been
2: your PSA. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you, Keegan. You're welcome. Back to Madigan. Instagram is gonna start hiding some likes. What? You didn't know about this? Why? Okay, so Instagram is gonna have a test where they will start hiding the like count and video count in effects to in video views in efforts to get viewers to pay attention to the content itself and not the metrics. They want they want people to start really just like being themselves. People don't want
2: that. No, no one wants it. It's the only the only reason not the only reason there's a lot of good reasons to be on social media but a major one that most people use it for sadly this is sad it's not good and I'm I'm going to say it's not good but it's a dopamine hit like yeah. people do it for validation exactly from a business standpoint that doesn't make sense to me, but
1: okay, but the account owner will still be able to access their own metrics, although they will have to tap through a post to view these metrics. So I think it's like you have to click on a specific post to be able to see what your likes and things like that are.
2: I mean, I I see what I can understand that psychologically there could be benefits to this, yeah, because it's bad for. Us to be, we don't know how it's impacting us. This whole like validation culture likes culture. We don't know what it's doing to our brains. But, and so from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to be responsible. From a business standpoint, I'm like, this is what makes social media. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me as a company to want yeah, to
1: do that. And I look at like my personal Instagram. I could deal without seeing who likes it or who doesn't. For me, it's just kind of like a, a place to hold my photos for people to see it. Like it doesn't really matter to me what kind of like audience it has. But like when I look at ours, like it is interesting to see which does
2: which posts do better, which posts don't. Right, from things I think, like that. I think it's gonna be businesses. Like for for my podcasts. It it do, it is kind of like a good metric of growth it to is. see like where we are at, um, and I think a lot of people who have their own businesses, it's going to be
1: yeah. I wonder for I them. wonder what it's going to be like because ours is a business page, so I wonder what the business pages will look like. Because you can like we can check our analytics and we can do all that kind of right. stuff. Like, I maybe, wonder if we're gonna have to it'll look through
2: that. Only affect personal pages? I don't know, but I found
1: it really interesting. Um, but they're also looking to hide the metrics in stories in the future. Interesting. Which I don't know if that means like you just can't see who looks at your stories. But because I don't think like if I'd I would be okay at, with that. I it's a weird thing with me where I like to see Who watches my stories because I have an innate fear of being, like, stalked. Okay. Or, like, I was going to say followed, but people follow me. But there's people that like my photos, and then there's people who watch my stories. And if I see that, like, like there's a lot of people that listen to us that watch my stories and I realize that and things like that. But if there are certain names that pop up where I want to know if I need to go and block this person that I may not feel safe around, I don't want knowing what's going on in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think you can turn your stories off for people who don't follow you. And that's true. But I want to be able to see who it is so I can do it. That's what I'm saying. I want to be able to see who's watching it. So right. I can say, oh, this person's watching a ton of my stories, but it kind of creeps me out. I want to know that I need to block them from seeing my stories. Yeah, I
2: mean, like I think that. you can block everybody who doesn't follow you. Do you know what I mean? That's true. Like, like because yours are open and so are mine. So yeah, like but that's anyone... the
1: thing. It's a weird thing where I don't mind if the public sees it, but then when it comes to certain people... Does that
2: sound weird? No, no, no. I understand what you're saying. I'm just trying to anticipate what Instagram would tell you. They'd probably tell you to just block it from the public.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Keegan didn't know, so if you guys didn't know, that's something they're going to be testing. They're testing it at the end of the week in Canada, it sounds like. Oh.
2: Let us know how that goes, Canada. Canadians, please. How do you feel about it? Also, yeah, how do you feel about it? Because I I can be of two minds about it. Because part of me, I think it's because we have business pages, Mm -hmm. that part of me is like, that's a bummer that, like, yeah. we don't get to see the accurate numbers Oh, and think right about the off.
1: Instagram influencers that are like, what? Can right. they not see how many followers you have either? I don't because know. That's a big thing for those people. But
2: on the other half of this, the fact that we're moving and sliding more and more into a black mirror-esque nightmare hole. Yeah. Um, I can see that it could be beneficial to kind of pull back a lot of this superficiality that comes with, like... Likes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how it goes.
1: I've had to hold myself back from saying 100% so many times. You're like 100%. I'm like,
2: agreed. Exactly.
1: Yes. I'm like, I'm about to say 100% and then I like stop myself.
2: The amount that I say absolutely and I realize that when I'm editing, I'm like, oh. It's like when I used to say bonkers
1: all the time. (laughs) Like, I just, I get these weird things. So, you guys, Mother's Day is coming up, and we need your stories so badly. Uh, Please have them into us by May 6th. They can be happy, sad, good, bad, otherwise. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We want them all. because Indeed. All of of these stories are true, and they're real, and that's what we want to share. We don't need to just be super positive, and we don't need to be super negative. We want all of your stories. So if you could please have all of those into us by May 6th. Go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can also direct message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. Catch us on Facebook. We have a business and a group page. You can go ahead and rate and review us on Facebook. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which makes us so happy. And as we said last time, it makes everyone happy. Everyone loves it. It's really great and so much fun. Uh, listen to us on Radio Public. Uh, my mom actually messaged me saying that our latest episode was not on Stitcher or Radio Public. We are figuring that out. We're trying to see why that's happening.
2: I've Hopefully... been having issues with both podcasts not okay. showing up on different platforms. I don't know if something's going on with like with RSS them. feeds or oh. or something, um, but we will look into that. Yes, and... we are
1: talking with our uploading whatever company, whatever Hosting you want to service, thank yeah. Thank you, about it, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but keep checking for us on Radio Public because it really, really does help us out a lot and it's completely free for you and we really, really appreciate when you guys listen on Radio Public. So thank you for those who do and for those who don't get in the game. Um, I think that is everything that we need to discuss. Keegan, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? That's it. All right, cool. So with all that being said, we encourage you <laughs> to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye.
3: Listen to Repin wherever you get your podcasts.